<laughs> That's for you, Charlene. Love you, boo. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to Mouthy Broadcast, everyone. Hi, I'm Jenny. I'm Lauren. I'm Peter, bitch. <laughs> oh. Oh. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I hate this show. <laughs> doing jokes for ourselves and Justin now. That's all there is. That's, yeah, that's fine. Those that's are honestly the best ones. That's fine. Ones. <laughs> yeah, the best. Yeah, so uh, I'm starting off the new year sick. Like, I got sick on New Year's Day. And it's just, yeah, not good. Like, I got I got shit in my lungs. Like, it just feels like I swallowed a bunch of cum and it got stuck right here in my throat. Oh, I thought maybe somebody took a dump in your mouth. I mean, you that did happen. Wrong pipe. Should I have not done that? <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to swallow the shit. You're supposed to spit it out. Oh, damn it. Now you tell me. <laughs> This isn't Germany. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took my ancestry test and I, I'm not German, so I have no excuse for this. Just ridiculous. It um, turns out you're 100% white podcaster. Yes, that is <laughs> that is a fact. That was actually on my DNA test. Um. <clears throat> So, like, as part of my New Year's Day, um, well, let me say it like this. My friend Benny told me this story that happened to her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She was sitting there chilling out watching TV one day, and um, apparently she lives in a house with two cats that don't get along. (laughs) And... um, and one of the cats was in her room sleeping and the other cat wandered in because somebody, there was a visitor in the house and a, uh, left the gate open. And the other cat, of course, that's the one time that she just walked up to the gate and said, oh, look, it's open. I'm going to go through and just go immediately right to the place where the other cat is sleeping. <laughs> so, uh. Like, she told me. (laughs) Looks down and sees the shadow walking. Wait a minute, but my cat is over there sleeping. Holy shit. I got to get this cat out of here without freaking out because then they're going to start fighting because they haven't interacted for, like, several weeks at this point. Oh, no. So she goes and gets her roommate and says, hey, come and get your cat. Maybe she won't freak out if you... (laughs) You're the one getting the cat out. Yeah. Um, So now the cat has gone under the bed. (laughs) Lauren is having some mic difficulties. The the cat has gone under the bed. The roommate is like looking under the bed to get the cat out. And that's when my friend Benny realizes that she's left her sex toys out of the the box. (laughs) (laughs) And the roommate's just, oh, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> well, I mean, in this Awkward case, though, start. Benny did put them under the bed. I feel like that is where they belong. Yeah, but, you know, she didn't think that, like... Somebody else is going to be crawling under her bed. Yes, exactly. 
because I have it on good authority that she keeps her toys in a in a solid box mm. <laughs> so that you can't even see through it <laughs> to see what's in the box. It's like a treasure chest, if you will. Yeah, it's more like a like a tool chest. <laughs> but what? But, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Put the tools back in there without rinsing them off? I mean, you got to leave them under the bed for a little bit to, you know, exactly. You clean them. Like you're not just gonna roll out directly after, you know, drilling yourself out and wash it off. I mean, I enjoyable. do. I do, but that's me. <laughs> so uh, my friend Boren. She keeps a special towel nearby, um, and after toys have been used, they are put into that towel, and then they're washed, like, you know, either the next morning, or if it is already morning, right away, or, you know, whenever whenever Boren wakes up, and then she puts it back away. Ah, good tip. I th- tip. That's what Boren told me she does, at least. I wouldn't know without having asked her first. <laughs> Yeah, of course you have her permission to say that on the show. <laughs> Why do I have to act like I don't use a sex toy? Like any of our <laughs> listeners would think that I wouldn't. <laughs> Boren is a liberated woman of the 90s. She uses sex toys as she pleases. <laughs> what about w- liberated women of the 2020s? Uh, no, there's been a return to modesty. Oh, really? Um, I thought we were just going to go for the whole fist now. (laughs) Because that's what I've been doing. (laughs) Oh, fuck it. It's it's the roaring 20s all over again. That's Gatsby this shit. (laughs) Yes. Let's prohibition this shit. No. (laughs) I mean. No prohibition. God, we're actually making progress. Like, we might be able to smoke weed legally in like 20 years in Virginia. <laughs> Maybe, if we're lucky. That would be something. I mean, it's happening like in half of the fucking country. Oh, I know. Except for but the vir- South. But, you know, Virginia. Ugh. Right? Yeah. We've, got, we've got medicinal down here. I was going to say, like, at least Florida is doing something right. Yeah. I, I you, you have to thought to that um I thought that we had passed a bill on medicinal, but it's still like very sketch as far as like how the prescriptions go. Yeah, yeah, like they're opening up blood dispensaries, and you have to like really have a. It's not like what I hear in other states where it's just like you just go into the the clinic next door and say like, yeah, I'm kind of stressed out. Right, right. Here's your prescription. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, here it's like I, I got a headache. Okay, here you go. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. <sighs> Anyways, I can't believe we're getting into politics on this show. <laughs> God, that was not even worth the fucking joke. I just <laughs> killing my voice. I pay my taxes. I can smoke some weed. <laughs> I can get my Nigerian boyfriend here on K one visa. Michael. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna whisper the rest of the show. Is this ASMR hour with yeah. Jenny? Yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone's turned on right now. ASMR hour with Jenny and the broads. <laughs> um, my voice. Actually, a friend of mine who is a speech language pathologist. Um, I lost my voice recently, and I texted her for advice. I was like, "What the hell do I do?" And I think she, she told, told us me, this. Yeah, she said, "Do not whisper." That it puts more strain on your voice to whisper. Yes. 
Yes, speak in just a very... I've been watching a lot of Bob Ross, and I'm completely prepared for this moment. <laughs> Gotta beat the devil out of your lungs. Beat the devil out of my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's disproving of us. <laughs> so is your plan for 2020 just to um, whisper your way into the new year? It might be. What? It might be. <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck did we ever say on this show? Whisper your way into the new year. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what happens when I try to do a, a good segue, you guys. That, that's like like trying to end of the new year, but like not wanting to bother it at the same time. <laughs> Excuse Bye me, guys. See you later. Okay. Happy New Year. I don't want to bother you. <laughs> I feel though like this is the first time I've whispered all decade. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of plans do you guys have for New Year's? For the, for your your year, I guess I should say. Do more stuff. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I spent last year working on myself a lot, and I, I felt confident coming into 2020 that I'm a better person than I was in 2019. And that right there is a big fucking step because when the when the fuck do I ever say anything nice about myself? That's right. That's yeah. amazing. Good job. That's great to hear. So. Things happened last year, which made me think, like, okay, like, I want to do things while I still have the chance to do them, and that's what I'm gonna do for 2020. Yolo, Yolo, that shit up. So you're gonna be traveling some. You already told us a little bit about that. Traveling, doing whatever I can, just experiencing new things. No homo. <laughs> Why not? Why I, think you should, I think you should embrace the homo experience. <laughs> at, at the very least, get some girl to peg you. Yeah. Um, me, I mean, um, that's that's specifically no homo. Well, let yeah, me like, I love having a dildo up my ass. Hashtag no homo. Let me change my OkCupid profile then. <laughs> See? Watch pegging it. okay? Yes. Yes. Why isn't there a dating app called okay Pegging? I'm just looking for somebody to stick a dildo in my ass. That's and a why do, and why do I have to be in a committed relationship right now? I mean, I could just develop that app and go out and explore my 2020. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just expand your horizons. That's what 2020 is about. Expand out a butthole, too. <laughs> a whole dildo fist. strapped to me. <laughs> Did you see that... Uh, that strap-on picture that was going around. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I saw a meme like where somebody's got one stuck to like their knee and shit. Yes, it, it was a. I think somebody just took a picture of something that was being sold on Wish or something like that, and it was mm -hmm. this dildo, and it looked uh, prehensile, at least poseable in some way, because in nice. every picture it had a different little curve. I'm gonna bend that fucker like a corkscrew. And it showed it, in one picture it was strapped around the boobs as like it it like oh, reminded me of, it reminded me of total recall except instead of a third boob in the middle there was this big dildo 
<laughs> and then one one picture was strapped to the back, like right between the shoulder blades. And then, so, of course, a standard way of strapping it to, you know, one's pelvis. And then the last picture was strapped to the knee. And I don't want some dudes sitting on my shoulders. Like, that's weird. Well, I what guess about a chick? So there was a sh- chick sitting on my shoulders taking it. I mean, I guess it would... It, I guess if there was a third person involved, there's a way that that could work well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just asking for. But there'd have a to be Benny. Right. Um, the, and again, like sitting on my chest, getting pounded by a dildo. That's a bad idea because that's uh, prime time for taking a shit on the chest, and I'm not about that. Life at all. <laughs> but that knee, though, that's a power play. Yeah. You could do some real maneuvering with that. Right. Yeah, you can get the thing in there, work it. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. into that. And okay, it, like, frees that on up my the, 2020 bucket it list. It just, like, frees up the rest of the body for so much more, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. I That's think some, I got some ideas. Plans, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to change my fucking OK Cupid profile now. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I was just going to go to a sketch comedy writing class, but I think this sounds better. <laughs> I want to hear about the sketch comedy class. I mean, I haven't done it yet. It's going to start this week. Uh, awesome. Oh, like, yeah, finally, like, I've always wanted to do it. <clears throat> and I've always found excuses for, like, why I don't have the money or I don't have the time or whatever it is. It's usually money. And I kind of still didn't have the money this time. Um, their prices have gone up a little bit. And, like, in my head, I was prepared to, like, budget for a certain amount. And when I went to go actually buy my ticket to the, sh- to the class, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then they they happen to have a sale like it was a christmas sale and i was like well merry christmas to me motherfucker i'm buying myself a discounted class i'm gonna finally do this shit um <clears throat> I Bring a bill, though. you know what yeah i think that's gonna be a good prop for for what for a sketch i mean that that may actually be like my first sketch that i write right there that'd be excellent <laughs> so there's like four classes and then there's two rehearsal classes and then the final like graduation is a live show oh i'm um, gonna go to your live show you need to let me know yeah i'll let you find know. out what date it's gonna be um plans i'm guessing it's gonna be like late february something okay. like that mid to late february good good i can do february i don't think i can do march okay i can do february so yeah, hopefully that's that's about when it'll be. And then um, I yeah, I had some people trying to tell me like maybe I should do improv instead. Like oh, because your podcast, yeah. like you should do improv. And I'm like, there's only so much pushing myself out of my comfort zone that I'm willing to do right now. Like even though I'm doing this podcast and like dozens, maybe even tens of people <laughs> are listening right now. <laughs> Um, Tons of people. It's completely different than like getting up on stage and like performing in front of a in front of a group. You know, I mean, like we don't we don't have anything scripted or rehearsed or anything here. But like, man, I just I can't. I have I kind of have anxiety even just thinking about the idea of doing improv on stage right. in front of. 
hundreds of people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's not happening in the near future for sure. And I thought that like, <clears throat> even though we're making a lot of really good progress with Bell and Dubs, um, I felt like having the, like some kind of formal training of, of any sort of how to write sketch comedy might help build upon that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And Mary did the class a couple of years ago and she did great with it. And she was like, yeah, you should absolutely do it. You know, I, I think it's a good way to refine your comedy skills without having to face your performance anxiety yet. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then when you're ready for it, push yourself that way. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's amazing. That's awesome. So I think I'm it's happy for you and I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so Bell and Dubs is like we as one of the reasons I'm fucking exhausted right now. Like I have <laughs> zero spinoical right now. <laughs> um I was up until like two thirty in the morning at Justin's house again writing Bell and Dubs. And l- meanwhile, Lauren is like Lauren knows what one of her major scenes is gonna be <laughs> in in this season and is sending us actual audio recordings of her farts as we're writing. It was amazing. <laughs> it was truly inspiring to our show. <laughs> I really, I, I felt the need to make it as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you I, mean, you, you passed the audition. <laughs> yeah, I have not come in to do any recording for the role yet. Um, but I figure when that mood strikes you, you know, when you eat that Baja grain bowl from Panera... <laughs> And and it that mood is hitting you just right. Um, you can't pass that opportunity because I don't know yeah. what my stomach is going to be doing when I'm actually there to record. Right. Um. So so I got to capture what I can. Yeah, you got to capture that moment. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Between my poor boyfriend is sitting in the other room listening to me. Wanting to join OKCupid to find a pegging partner. And then last night had to deal with me recording my own farts in front of him. <laughs> He's fine. You know? <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's getting involved in this stupid-ass show, too. <laughs> he is. He's excited for it also. I, I appreciate the authenticity that you're not going for, like, you know, CGI farts or... <laughs> <laughs> no George Lucas bullshit in this show. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like though maybe we should go like everybody should kind of join in on the foley art and <laughs> look for find things around the house that sound like farts that aren't, you know. Right. <laughs> kind of like when you you scoot your chair back the wrong way and somebody's like, "Did you just fart?" No, no, I no. swear it was my chair. <laughs> But you just inspired me. Now I must record the sound. <laughs> <laughs> or like when like your stomach growls, but it sounds kind of like a fart. That happened last night before I started farting. And I was at my friend's house, you know, eating that Panera grain bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, then my stomach made those noises. And I was like, I swear that was my stomach. It's not at my butthole yet. <laughs> yet. She understood. It was a- Yeah. I mean, I think your friend should understand. She you know? does. She does. She knows me well. <laughs> I'm sitting here drinking all this tea to like loosen up the cum bubble in my throat. It's gross. Oh, I thought you were trying to loosen up your asshole with that tea. I was like, oh, is it that special poop tea that all the Instagram influencers try to advertise? That's what I'll do next. 
Yeah. Drink that poop tea. No, you're just like, that's none of my business. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I don't know. Everything's my business. Or you know, do full-on baby Yoda. (laughs) Oh, baby Yoda. Um, (laughs) Fuck anybody that doesn't like baby Yoda. You're un-American. I don't care if you don't like it. Oh, no. I had, I saw somebody in a group saying, why do so many, why, what is it with Americans' obsession with Baby Yoda? I'm like, what, what joyless land do you live in that Baby Yoda isn't adorable and that you got to shit on people's, uh, you know, enjoyment of it? Oh, I saw, I saw some sexist garbage where it was like, Baby Yoda's finally gotten some girls into Star Wars. And I'm like, what? No. What? Stupid. They've been into Star Wars this entire time. (laughs) I think my favorite was the one I retweeted recently that was like, here's the things that you have to do to be a true Star Wars fan. Read the books, read the comics, do this. (laughs) You have to at least do one of these things. And I was like, is gatekeeping required of being a Star Wars fan? (laughs) You can't just watch the movies. Oh, I, I can't just watch the movies. That's that's entirely what fucking Star Wars is based off of. I'm sorry, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, it's the books like, were not... The books were... The books are actually garbage. <laughs> like, well, and they, it's not like they were the original thing. It's not like the books came first. It's one right. thing if you're like, oh, the book is better than the movie. But the movies came first, you stupids. Right. God, man, be so stupid. What a dick! Like, and I feel bad. I feel bad for even like retweeting it because I feel like I just fed into his troll and, bullshit. Well, it's just maybe, like if you like a thing, cool. Like, yes, we like, like the thing, thing together. Yes. Well, I know that. So, I mean, when we were in high school, before the prequels came out, Star Wars was considered pretty dorky. You know. Yeah. Star, and Star Trek was especially dorky. Yeah, you couldn't. I mean, um, you couldn't so like, like Star Trek. I would admit to liking both, but. Uh, you know, like if I was ever asked or if I was like, oh, yeah, I like Star Trek. I watched it. But I didn't like openly brag about the fact that I liked either. Well, no, that's not true. Once because uh, when Star Wars was re-released, I was so excited and I couldn't hide it. You know, just and so excited. It was like, so um, actually, um, like I ended up when I turned 16, I had a Return of the Jedi themed birthday party nerd yes exactly but here's like at that point i didn't care i was like i'm enthusiastic about this thing i'm gonna like it but when even though the prequels now looking back at it were garbage it reinvigorated the genre and it made it popular again and i was happy that it was popular i was happy that there was more of the thing i loved out there and i don't understand these you know comic book fans and stuff who complain about it it's like it makes the thing that you love more accessible. Why do you have to keep people away from liking it? Well, also, I mean, like, I didn't like the prequels, but right. my stance has softened since then because I've talked to people who, they were kids when the prequels came out, and they're right. adults now, and that was their Star Wars. So yeah. who, who, am yeah. I to, who am I to take away their enjoyment of that? Right. That's, and that's the thing. When we went to go see um, The Rise of Skywalker, as we're leaving, and we enjoyed it. Um, you know, I was with Matt and Chris and both my parents. Uh, we took my dad for his birthday, actually. Um, but as we were leaving the theater, there's this little kid waiting for his mom to get the tickets at the kiosk. And he's spinning around in circles, humming the theme to Duel of the Fates of the fates oh from the phantom menace so it was like a do- like this little kid's just like having the best time like you know he like can't wait for this movie to come out you know like you know 
sing dun 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 which is from the movie that you know people of our generation would say is the worst star wars movie ever or no that's not true because i feel like attack of the clones that may be the best the best one of the first trilogy i think (laughs) but it's or that trilogy that's a yeah 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 so but it's like um you know it's just like this Star Wars isn't just for us. It's exactly what yeah. It's you know these movies that kids like, and it's a kids movie. It was always supposed to be a kids movie. Just because some adults liked it too, doesn't mean it wasn't going to. And people act like people. They're selling out by selling toys and shit. All of a sudden, like oh, Baby Yoda just to sell toys. Oh, and that fucking shit. Like you didn't have a fucking Millennium Falcon when you were a kid, or fucking Ewoks and shit. That made me really angry because everybody was like, oh, this is just to get money and it's raping people. and blo-. How is it raping people? They didn't have any toys ready because they kept it so secretive. There aren't going to be any toys ready until May. Right. Like- well, <laughs> also, um, the fuck? People are like, the Mandalorian is what Star Wars should be like. I'm like, Star Wars can be a lot of things. Like, it's a whole fucking universe of stuff. And, like, I think the movies should be aimed at everyone while you can have like side stories like the Mandalorian that are aimed at a different direction. Exactly. Yeah. So like I saw a lot of people like that were pissed at rise of Skywalkers. They were just like, Oh, this is just nostalgic childish bullshit. I'm like, it's a star Wars movie. Like it's just like the other ones. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I rewatched uh, the last Jedi, right? Like literally right before I watched rise of Skywalker, you know, the movie, the credits were rolling. I got in my car and left. Um, and I'm watching it and I'm like, you know, I can understand somebody like not liking star Wars for whatever reason. And I can see like, you, you know, you like one movie more than another or something, but like, watching last jedi i was like how do you not like this as a star wars fan there's yeah there's some problems with it there's problems with every fucking movie yeah but like when i said that on twitter somebody was like this is honestly one of the most or poorly written movies i've ever seen in my life and i'm like no. do you really not watch that many movies because <laughs> i've have you seen the room <laughs> because i mean honestly there's no way that you could objectively say that it's a a poorly written movie like okay sorry you don't like it but it's not it's not an awful movie it's really fucking not like that now that guy on twitter obviously never saw five goes west either right <laughs> howdy mama well the thing with the sequel trilogy is that like the force awakens came out people were like oh this is just a remake of a new hope too much nostalgia fuck that blah 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 so then, the Last Jedi comes out, and people are like, "Oh, this doesn't feel like Star Wars. It's too different." They, they you know, they're subverting expectations. Blah blah blah. Fuck that. Then Rise of Skywalker comes out, and they're like, "Oh, too much fan service. Too much nostalgia. Fuck that." I'm like, well, "What do you want in these movies?" Right. Like, right. yeah, everybody should just probably just shut up and keep their opinion to themselves, well, like, except for us. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just happy that they're making new movies, and like, I get to see these new movies, and like. There's characters I like, and there's fucking lightsabers and shit. Like, I mean, to be honest, like most Star Wars is basically nostalgia at this point. Like, you remember seeing it as a kid, and yeah, I remember. You want to see? I remember. Mo- well, also, it's Star it's the, it's the last one of the Skywalker saga. Like, like fucking feed that nostalgia into my veins. Like, go for <laughs> broke. Like, right? Mainline that shit. Like, nobody had any problems with all the with all the fan service and Endgame. Like. 
So why are you complaining about it in, in Rise of Skywalker? No, there's people that I know somebody who's like really shitty about uh, the Marvel movies. Like he didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy. He didn't. I mean, he was just he's got problems with fucking everything. He likes Batman versus Superman. So like I, that's my barometer of like, I don't want to listen to any of your opinions about literally anything. I do know <laughs> some people who I uh, um, actually Nick from Comic Cons. He doesn't love Batman vs. Superman, but he gave it more credit than most people do. But he's somebody who likes to enjoy things. He doesn't shit on stuff all the time. So he likes to find the positive stuff. Yeah. So that's one thing. Like He and I had a conversation about uh, Batman vs. Superman where he was like, just talking positively. So it only bothers me that if people are liking movies that I hate and shitting on everything else. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody wants yeah. to like a movie that I dislike, I'm not going to say, your opinion, shit, you're garbage, unless they're, you know, outright shitting on right. stuff that I think is quality content. I mean, so. this guy that I was talking to on Twitter, I didn't really engage because I, I could tell that there was no way I was going to change his mind. He was because like, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he was like, no, I'm, I'm legitimately happy for you. I'm glad that you could find enjoyment in something that I can't. But, I mean, I just... I, I just don't understand why why people have such a problem with it. I mean, like, yeah. um, my friend Bailey, <laughs> her boyfriend, wouldn't even watch Rise of Skywalker because he hated Last Jedi so much. And he's one of those people that's like the kid who grew up watching the prequels. And it, it's funny to me because, like, like he's how are you so what young we were so, about the prequels. How are you so young and so bitter? That's what we were about the prequels. Yeah, I guess. You know, like it's okay. the circle of life. <laughs> I, I, I saw people that refused to watch Knives Out because they didn't like The Last Jedi. And, it, and they're like, oh, what? well, I'm not going to watch anything else by Ryan Johnson. I'm like, well, oh, you're missing out. That was like, a mistake because Knives Out was a great movie. Yeah, the parts that I saw was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to go back and catch that one again. Dick's yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah, that's the movie I saw. <laughs> no, it was it was a good. Not movie. expect that tangent. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. I mean, I think we talked about we talked about what we want to talk about for twenty twenty. We did our shit. Uh, uh, well, you got to talk a little bit about Bell and Dubs coming up in twenty twenty. I didn't talk about my twenty twenty excitement. Who cares? Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> No, go for it. All right, I guess Do the it. show's over, guys. <laughs> See you next Tuesday, bitches. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> Do it. Just do it. We got a time oh, limit. I felt like it was going to be a good bit if we just didn't. <laughs> yeah, but you actually want to talk about your I thing. Do. I do kind of want to talk about my thing. So, um, Oh boy! So this is exciting, and uh, I didn't plan on how I was going to explain it. Um, but uh, everybody, I think any uh, regular listener of the show—if you're a new listener—great. Um, I do work every fall uh, with Red Vane Haunted House. It's a big haunted attraction in Ashland, Virginia. Been doing it, working with them like three years now, um, and. Um, we've decided we're going to put together a documentary showing everything that goes into the haunt season. Like the making of the haunt? The making of the haunt, and um, it's going to explore the community of people 
uh, the stories behind the actors, all the set building. So, and for anybody that doesn't know, the first planning meeting for Red Vane's 2020 season, which starts the last weekend in September, the first planning meeting for that uh, is at the end of this month. Holy shit, that's a lot um, of planning. Yes, and there is an event every month between now and June, um, and building going on sporadically throughout that time, but then heavy building from June through September um, to get everything ready. So we're going to follow all that. Um, and there's going to be a Kickstarter. Can oh, sorry. Not oh. A crowdfunding campaign. <laughs> <laughs> the the website uh, the method of crowdfunding to be determined we're not okay. sure we're gotcha, not sure gotcha, which gotcha. crowdfunding service we're going to use because uh -huh. they all have their pros and cons um but uh be on the lookout for the announcement yeah funding campaign um i want to actually make it to the freaking haunt sometime like There's, every time it's just been it's been something or another that i can't you know what would be perfect for you is i know that it's really hard for you to come up for the haunt and and that's also a limited run but get up to the escape room and i'll meet you in the i can meet uh, you in the escape room they've got um one full-length game going right now and one mini game okay the mini game is called phobia it's a claustrophobia room which they designed everything completely themselves. There are a few other claustrophobia rooms around the country at different escape rooms, but this is completely unique, completely 100% designed. That actually, I don't, I don't know about the claustrophobia. Like, just hearing that word is like... You're in a dark room for 10 minutes, feeling around, trying to solve little puzzles. No, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. And they have, like, these awesome textured things on the wall well but the other do they have other have rooms right though there's one other room right now and they're building a second room okay so the, the room that they have right now or not just building but designing it um they've designed this game on their own too it's called the hunt for the richmond vampire um, <laughs> so they have an artist that like designed this diary that has all the clues in it and all these different things and um having been to other escape rooms before this is it's amazing like you wouldn't think that everything was built by hand by them right without no the I, ones that um your friend used to work for yeah. a company that that made them right. and that was actually the last one i did was the the harry potter room mm -hmm. um, and it was like it was honestly one of the best escape rooms i'd ever done mm -hmm. and because like i knew the people who owned it they would like let us come in and do as a, as a test run and like, we would tell them like okay we had problems with this or like right. this was really good or whatever so i haven't done one in like i think like two or three years yeah. now when i did so. the vampire run it was still in test and now there's they told me that there's a lot more to it now i could do it with you again but i wouldn't want to spoil anything for you no, I'll, I'll bring my so, friend Bailey up with me. Yeah, bring up <laughs> Bailey. Um, but they're also going to be doing something soon with a murder mystery dinner. Ooh. That date isn't set yet, but they're working on that. All right. I'm into um, that. But I'm really excited for the documentary piece. Um, we have a few, like, uh, we didn't, it, it was just kind of an idea that Matt and I had. Well, Matt had it first. He wanted to do a documentary project. He was saying different things he could do. And he was looking for a short form thing. Mm -hmm. But then as he's seen me do things with the haunt and gotten to know the owners better, um, he was like, no, this needs to be the project and it needs to be a full year. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that we're planning cool. is a trip to uh, Transworld, which is a giant haunters convention in St. Louis. 
Uh, so we're going to go to St. Louis for like four days. Wow. Film, film everything that's there. It's kind of, it's really exciting. Nice. I can't wait to see this, this grand adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Be fun. So, yeah. And once the, once the crowdfunding um, site is up and running, I'll, you know. Yeah, we'll definitely details. like boost yeah. that up and all that shit. So, <clears throat> well, okay. Now I think we can get out of here. <laughs> Everybody Thanks for giving out. me time to talk about my thing. <laughs> I appreciate it, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I guess on that note, also, Bell and Dub's auditions are going to start like really, really soon. So message either the show or me personally or Lauren or whoever the fuck you want. Just get in contact, get in contact with somebody. If you've, like, if you've always wanted to do voice acting, um, you have to have a mic, but you can get a mic for like, 30 bucks on Amazon. Less than 50 for damn sure. Super easy. So, anyways, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up because my throat's dry and nasty and full calm. Um, <laughs> we're Mouthy Broadcast. We're at mouthybroadcast.com. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Mouthy Broadcast. And you can call us at 757-541-CUNT. See you next Tuesday. Peg you next Tuesday. <laughs> you little bitch. Take it. <laughs> I'm laughing like Muttley. <laughs> 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 <laughs>